welcome to another episode of More Content Talk. That's the only show that cuts through the glam, the glitz, and all the bullshit to bring you the truthiest news that we can find. Well, um, before I uh, get started uh, with today's topic, which is sore winners, um, so stay tuned for that one. It's pretty funny, actually. Uh, but <laughs> uh, we have a new uh, website that um, I'm pretty proud of. I'm probably going to make a few more improvements to it, um, but... I like it, uh, and I hope you like it too. Uh, all my, I just hit the fucking microphone. Um, all my uh, shows, the like, I don't know, it's like two hundred and thirty-three or something like that shows that are up and definitely misnumbered because I lost count a long time ago. Um, they're up and on the website at a more content talk, all lowercase letters, one word, just like all our social media handles apart from Twitter, which is random. I know, but bear with me. Um, and uh, it's uh, all one word, morecontenttalk.wordpress.com. So I will be adding all kinds of wonderful goodies on that site for you all to, you know, look at whenever you please. Um, I'll probably eventually transfer all of, when we have so many pictures at More Content Talk, um, a lot of them are already up on Pinterest, but... There's just so many. Um, Melissa is a prolific photographer. She's very good, too. Um, she also does a lot of the um, cinematography for some of our other shows, which you'll be seeing more of because the rain. Um, you'll be seeing more of because the rain um, will be coming um, very shortly uh, where I live in a few days or so. Um, so uh, I will not be able to uh, record podcasts, but don't worry we have plenty of episodes lined up for we think um the bulk of the rainy season and then you know those few days when we can sneak out and record which today is one of those days um we will do that and i do not foresee um stopping anytime in the near future i'm sure i'll stop eventually but there's kind of a part of me that really just wants to um stay true to this because um, I'm able to decompress a bit and so it's very therapeutic for me you know I think for some people it might be tedious for me I don't know um, I find it um, to be quite um, enthralling it, it keeps my mind sharp um, to pour through articles online it's kind of something I've always uh, liked to do anyway and when I was younger I often thought of being a journalist and so I figured why not just pursue that because I could never get hired as a journalist, of course, because, you know, there are all these requirements and all these things. So I don't even, you know, have uh, <laughs> daydreams like that anymore because that's all they are. So I just say, well, um, if I'm going to do something, I can do it independently without any, you know, uh, stuff shirts telling me how to do my thing. Um, and then if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But um, as I've seen from a uh, recent jump in le listenership, once again, um, I think it's going in the right direction. Um, I think it's going to take a few years before it gets to where I really want it. But that's everything in life anyway, so I don't see the point in not continuing. Um, hey, if you're noticing some of the, the chuckling and the laughter and the merrymaking in the background, welcome. It's the beginning of... Uh, <laughs> the holiday season people in my neighborhood are drunk off their ass they're just out here having a good old fucking time and you know initially i was a little irritated by it but hey maybe it, it works as like a laugh track right for my jokes 
you know, tell tell a joke about someone, and oh, <laughs> people um, they get interestingly drunk during the holiday season. The interesting comes out, the merry making. Earlier, I was like, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> Shut the fuck up! As if that's gonna do anything. No, it was half a joke actually. I wasn't actually telling them to shut the fuck up. Um, but yes, um, sore winners. That sounds like it wouldn't be possible. It sounds like no people who you know accomplish goals. They're so much happier than the rest of us. Well, they're not. Um, they're just as frail and um, you know, really rather um, boring as most people, and in some cases more boring, and in some cases much, 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 much more frail, as you will see here. And when you're frail, if you win, and then somebody else wins, you become very angry, you see. Because that's your spotlight, that's your time, especially in, if it's your talent. Like, you don't care so much, you know, if you happen to be a baker, and then someone, you know, cooks a really good omelet you don't care so much about that when you're frail because it's two different things and you're not, you don't have an expertise in that but if something you have an expertise in someone comes in there and bakes an award-winning pie in your oven and you're just like oh well obviously it's because they used my oven obviously <laughs> i mean <laughs> someone else be better than me it's something i do <laughs> i think not and as you see you'll see um celebrities get like this sometimes and it's really an interesting thing to to see so this is this article explains it all it says and i didn't even know this was a thing but it is revisiting the feud between bobcat goldthwait and jerry seinfeld if you don't remember uh bobcat goldthwait is uh he had his own show uh he was in several movies in the, in the 90s and the early 2000s and i always liked bobcat goldthwait and i've always liked jerry seinfeld Apparently they don't like each other. It's really weird when you find this stuff out about celebrities. Because I think Bobcat is funny, but I also think Jerry Seinfeld is funny. But it's like, you know, sometimes with, with performers it turns into this ego thing. And the next thing you know, there's a feud. And it's like, whoa, how did that happen? Well, let's find out. This is by Dustin Rolls from uh, Pajba. Stand-up comedian, actor, writer, and director Bobcat Goldthwait is promoting his new movie, Joyride, which chronicles his stand-up tour with longtime friend Dana Gold. Goldthwait does not use the voice, which he retired back in 2018, although he's gotten pushback from some audiences who attend his shows expecting it. The director of World's Greatest Dad and Shakes the Clown has had, I think, an uncomfortable relationship with the voice over the years. I saw him in person many years ago in a small club where he went in and out of the voice, often to signal to the audience that the voice was a character and not his normal speaking voice at the time. It actually came as a shock to hear his real voice. So, yeah, he used to have this, you know, kind of like, <laughs> kind of thing. I never thought that that was the way he spoke. Um, I think it's a little weird that people expect that because it's it's similar to like like i don't think that dave chappelle speaks the way he does on stage when he's off stage like i really don't i don't think he walks up in, in the room like what's up nigga come on you know like, <laughs> how about you nigga how about you nigga 
I don't think Dave Chappelle does that when he's not on stage. All right. <laughs> Twitter is not a real place. Anyway. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Charlie Murphy. <laughs> it's, what do you people think? Do you think that actors don't act when they're on stage, when they're when they're in movies? What happened? What happened to your minds? <laughs> that always bothered me. I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean you're impressed that I made a different voice? That's what I get paid to do for a living. <laughs> and then some people, they're like so offended. How dare you fool me? It's a play. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld is one of those people who comes to like, you know, a movie and is and then like they meet the person afterwards and they're like well you don't have the the same voice and so you're not a good actor like you'll see like it makes no fucking sense but this is basically what he thinks in an interview with the guardian this week Goldthwait also reflected back on his feud with jerry seinfeld in the context of cancel culture cancel culture cancel culture doesn't exist which seinfeld often rails against while also taking issue with those who say that george collin would not survive in today's environment yeah i've heard people say yo george collin people wouldn't like george collin today people wouldn't like george collin today and his videos are like all over youtube and they have millions of views and you're like are you high like you you do realize that LSD is not legal, right? At least, like, not most places. Because if you're going to do LSD and talk to me, you can't, like, pretend that you're not on LSD. Because then I'm not going to know what to think. Anyway. <laughs> do you understand? No one likes George Carlin. No one likes George Carlin. That's why I know his name. Anyway. Um, that's why it's so famous. People love to say George... This is Bobcat speaking, which I thought was pretty accurate, actually. People love to say George Carlin couldn't do his act today. What would he say about all this, Goldthwait says. You know what he'd say? I know exactly what he'd say. He'd say something hilarious and cutting about your fucking bullshit. There is no cancel culture. It only exists if you're a whistleblower or a victim. And there you go. Um, this, hey. If you're a whistleblower, if you said something about a company... They'll cancel your ass real quick. Who who comes down and protests? No one. Silence. If you if it's a, a woman who's been sexually abused, who's who's uh who's coming to the party? No one. No one's gonna say nothing. So those that's who cancel culture exists for. And uh, he's absolutely right when he says that. That's a very astute observation. As for Seinfeld, a couple of years ago on his show, Comedians in Cars with Coffee, Seinfeld uncustomarily ranted about his dislike of Goldthwait during an episode with Bridge Everett. Now, the first time I read this, may I just say, I was shocked. I thought that Jerry Seinfeld was like this nice little man. And wow, this is like some serious stuff here. Like, I was like, whoa, whoa, bro, calm down. Anyway, this is Jerry Seinfeld. Hard, hard to hard to think, but here it is. He used to rail against me because they weren't as wild and dangerous as he was. Because he sucked. 
he wasn't funny. And that's why he didn't get anywhere. Because in comedy, nobody gives a fuck if you're cool, if you're lame. If you're funny, you win. If you're not funny, you don't. And uh, he's not funny. That's why he had to do that stupid fucking voice. Because you have no fucking act. That's why he didn't like me. Because I could actually do it. I can do it. I can do comedy. He can't. Stupid bobcat. You're not scary or dangerous. You're just you're just weak on stage. You're a weak act. Ouch. I mean, just ouch. Like, why? Why is such vitriol from one of the most successful people in the world? Do you see what I mean? You never change. You stay the same. In fact, there's a lot of proof that you might get a little worse because this is bad. And, you know, he has every right to say it, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, everyone knows that Bobcat Goldthwait is not as famous as you. Is it really necessary to, like, crucify the guy on your own show? It's a little it's a little weird. I'm not saying that Jerry Seinfeld should be canceled. I'm just saying it's weird. <laughs> like, when I read this, because, like, I, I like, I like Seinfeld. I know a lot of people, they don't like Seinfeld, but I like it. So it was just, it seemed kind of, like, unnecessary. Like, it'd be like me, like, you know, be becoming, like, super famous and rich and then, like, going back to, like, my friends who I acted with and being like, ha-ha, motherfucker, <laughs> check this out. Check all these Golden Globes out. <laughs> it's just like, why? It seems like a waste. I, I think you know what I mean. Um... This is uh, Bobcat speaking. Every subject should be allowed. Gulfweight says, I, I will defend people's freedom of speech even when I don't agree with what they have to say. But at the end of the day, the question is whether it's funny. When Jerry Seinfeld makes a homophobic joke, that's just pandering to the status quo. He's not even being edgy. I never had any axe to grind with Seinfeld. Then on his show, he went on that weird tear against me. In an interview, I saw him say that that was his favorite part of that season. He's a sore winner. I felt like I was in a scene in a Western where the gunslinger has put down his pistols, but then Seinfeld rolls into town, and he's got to take his Colt 45 off the wall for one last showdown. You really want to get into shit-talking with me? <laughs> That's something I would say. Anyway, I'm not. Sh the article continues. I'm not sure that Goldthwait is being completely honest when he says that he never had an axe to grind with Jerry Seinfeld. There's some history there. And I think I know why Jerry dislikes him so much. Way back in 1995, Goldthwait took a shot at Seinfeld and his sitcom in an interview with the Spokesman Review. Here is this creepy Scientologist guy dating teenage girls. Which I don't care about one way or another. What I find creepy is that people are convinced he lives in that apartment and those are his wacky friends. They don't like each other. Their actors paid to pretend they like Jerry Seinfeld. He's a weird guy, but everybody thinks he's normal and I'm weird. <laughs> yeah, that would probably piss Jerry Seinfeld off. I would imagine so. <laughs> Goldthwait is referring to the fact that Seinfeld did take a course in Scientology back in the day, which he admitted on Marone's uh, podcast last year. He thought it was uh, interesting, but he never pursued it. As for the teenage girls, yes, when he was 38, Jerry Seinfeld dated Shoshana, 
Lonstein, uh, who was 17 when they began dating. They dated for four years through Lonstein's stint in college. <laughs> you know, for me, it's like I've already insulted so many famous people. Why not one more? So, yeah, I mean, look, I told you that I thought it was wrong when R. Kelly did that, right? when he was banging teenagers. I don't appreciate it from, from anyone. It doesn't matter how popular you are or whatever. It's it's like they think that as soon as they have money, it's okay for them to sleep with, you know, like 17-year-olds, 16-year-olds. It's not, you know, pregnancy, pregnancy when a woman is very young can cause a lot of problems. It's always a danger. Of course, you can take precautions. The precautions don't always work. So, you know, in the end of the day, for me, it's a precautionary measure to protect the woman. And I don't understand why that's so difficult for some people. But anyway, um, you know, uh, it, it's it's funny because, like, Jerry didn't want to cancel Kramer, right? Not really. I mean, like, he, you know, and that that's the thing is, like, Kramer was calling people niggers and all this shit. And um, everyone was mad when Tim Allen got canceled because he was talking about nigger this and nigger that. And I don't know, you know, like. To me, right, they still came back on TV. They still did stuff after that. Um, so I don't really get it. And then, like, it's like you're still famous because everyone still talks about you. You're just not famous the way you want to be. You don't have that fake veneer anymore of this, um, you know, plastic person who's just the guy who's that guy on TV, right? So you now, to me, in, in, a, in almost a sense, you know, you've done the person a favor because now they can just act like themselves. They don't have to put on the veneer of um, that wacky guy on TV anymore. They can just be who they really are. And so in a sense, you help people when you reprimand them because it forces them to make a choice. Like either you stay who you are or you can change. And that is your constitutional right. And so when you keep presenting people with that, they always have the choice, right? And that's, I think, basically what Bobcat is kind of arguing here. But Seinfeld, you know, he's he's on his high horse, but he's he's dating a teenage girl. I mean, I, I don't get it. That's that's too much for me. I'm just going to leave it at that. So, uh... There you go. <laughs> this is the sound of Jerry banging a teenager. Alright, I think that's the place to end it. Uh, farewell, folks. Um, I hope you have a phenomenal day, evening, afternoon, fiesta, siesta, downtime, chill time, lunchtime, party time, whatever it may be. Always share the show. Sharing is caring. And always remember, when life gets you down, you can always laugh at something else. Farewell, folks.